This week on Black Refresh 2020, we are honored to have actor, comedian, and producer Joe Torrey. This Hall of Fame comedian has been in some of the most iconic and meaningful movies of the 90s, 2000s, and today. Besides making us fall over with laughter, Joe tells us his thoughts on how this recent social revolution can become a new beginning for Black unity and Black economics. All right, welcome back to another episode of Black Refresh 2020. Uh, my name is Todd Inman, I'm your host, and we are blessed to have one of my fraternity brothers from Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, Brother Joe Torrey. What's up, what's up, man? How you doing, Todd? I I'm blessed, dog, I'm blessed. I see you representing in the back. That's what's oh. up. Always, you know, I got to stop for always, you know, always rhyming, man. We always represent hands up, you know what I'm saying? Or we should say, pause up, don't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's, it's in my soul, in my blood. That's how we connect into this, man. You know, it's, it's about what we're going through right now, community rebuilding. Um, and you can see, I see, see, I got my health and wellness store in the back, you know, I'm all about, you know, rebuilding, rebuilding the mind, rebuilding the body. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I've been doing this uh, health and wellness stuff since, you know, the, uh, since quarantine, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Find time to open up my own little, uh, you know, GNC, or should I say health and wellness store. Yeah. And uh, it, it, uh, it's been doing very good for me, man. And, you know, drinking a little sip of that every day is like eating 10 south. So, you know, okay. uh, we, Black Lives Matter, but, you know, they matter when you got type 2 diabetes, type yeah. 1 diabetes, health, respiratory, any type of problems, man. So I just, you know, wanted to be part of the system should I say the essential system nowadays to help our people or any people of all color, man, you know, get the mind and body right. Use a bunch of products that are natural, you know, make me lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Help stay in shape, help you, you know, you, uh, you get your mind clear. You know what I'm saying? Your skin, all that stuff, you know, it's a real good thing. That's what's up, dog. That's what's up. So since you were talking about, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and you were talking about, um, you know, this this kind of pandemic pause we've been living in for a little while here. So let me ask you this. Are, are you surprised with, um, you know, during all this social change over the last month, dog, like Confederate statues coming down, you know, all these diverse protests where, you know, people of other ethnicities are coming out to support us. And what about all these companies, man, like coming out the pocket for black causes? Are you as surprised as I am, dog? Um, I, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but I am overjoyed to see all the people come together. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I mean, it, it's just a matter of time. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of time before you're, you're anybody human. You know, uh, feels like their integrity or their common sense has been played for as a fool. And as you can, you know, and it's like you know, you can't keep doing stuff. And it's like. In one day is going to be, is it my turn next? Mm. And I think you know, the the expression of what the world is feeling is like they're tired of being lied to, we're tired of being, you know, for my food, you know what I'm saying, to our policing. So now, you know, now we we got the flu. Now, you know, it's, it's just like a social control. And I think people are just saying, you know, and this one thing with George Floyd is just was the, you know, like when you have a gunny sack, the tipping of the gunny sack, when your gunny sack is full, you explode, man, and uh, you know they—they, they, uh, you know, they kind of uncovered a, you know, a powder keg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. And, and that powder ain't just white. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, dog. So I, I was gonna get into this later, but since we jumped into this, so you know, obviously, you know, I just named some of the things that uh, some other ethnicities and companies are coming out to support us uh, in all these causes, in all these causes, but. 
you know, how would you like to see African-Americans uh, on our end in terms of things we can control, things we can change within our community? How would you like to see us come out of this? I mean, you know, it's not, it's, it's not coming out of it. It's, you got to understand that we're rebuilding. We're going through it right now. So there ain't no coming out and it's going to be, ooh, a new day. No, this is the point of rebuilding. This is the planting stage. You know what I'm saying? This is where, we're the, where, where we are tilling the ground. Yeah. You know what I'm talking from the South. You know what I'm saying? You've been on the farm. You know, this is okay. We, 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 we got the cause. You know what I'm saying? The cause is, you know, we need, we need to survive. We need to breathe. Now we need to build. And we've been building, you know what I'm saying, through the internet. We've been building through these companies that are giving back now. You know what I'm saying? So what are we going to do with these resources? And the time that we have to think about it. Because some of these companies really are just giving back so, you know, you can still be loyal to them. Mm -hmm. Some of these companies giving back and, you know, they got to speak up now because before, you know, their bones come out, their closet that, you know, come on now, you, your company probably backed some of this stuff, or these companies that back these things. And that's why people are burning and doing these companies now, because if you're not speaking up for us, why are we still consuming you? you know what I'm saying, why are we still coming to you when you're not standing up for us? You know, we can stand in line three, four hours for Nikes and Popeye's chicken, but where y'all at? Where y'all at when, you know, when, when we out here getting our knee on our neck? Yeah. So, you know, now they need to be saying that. But what we can do is consume each other. Mm. What we do at this point is rebuild our own schools, mm. rebuild our own system. You can change the game on how banks and neighborhoods and everything look at us. Things that we have to hope we see in a lifetime, we can change tomorrow. You know what I mean? Living where we want to be or being around. Because my thing is, you know, I, I, I'm not racist i don't care you know about your color i grew up you know what i'm saying military black so i've seen you know around hispanics white black jewish i didn't even know you really kids don't know there's a difference there's races you know what i'm saying until you get older and you learn and taught that oh you know i'm supposed to hate that person i just thought that person was white with black hair and that person was black and light-skinned with this hair you know kids don't see racism they just see other people and you know friendship and they see relationships and that is taught. But my thing is, um, I mean, I don't even know. I, I grew up with a lot of white people. I didn't go over to their house and eat everything. Because I didn't like that damn cooking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, dog, you need I a little seasoning, dog. <laughs> I don't see what the whole big thing is. If you want to eat over there, if you like back in the day, we come through and fought for the wrong stuff, mm -hmm. which is we can't eat in a restaurant. I don't want to eat with your white in your white restaurant, no way. Your food is nasty. I don't know why we sat in to sit next to you to eat your nasty food. Come on, really? <laughs> now I can see not to go to school with you. I don't have to go to school with you. You know what I'm saying? But I would like the same material and the same books. Right. So that stuff was it was cool, but I think we kind of was fighting for the wrong kind of thing. We should have been fighting for a check. We should have been fighting for, you know, you know, and I'm like like they had in Tulsa. Don't burn. We had our own stuff. So that, that's the kind of attitude and energy we need to get back where we don't need nothing from you. Our dollar going to go through our community six, seven, eight, nine times before it goes out somewhere else. It's going to go to the cleaners. It's going to go to the hair show. It's going to go to the bakery. It's going to go to the mechanic. It's going to go to the doctor. It's going to go to the lawyer. It's going to go to uh, uh, the, the dentist. It's going to go to the school teacher. It's going to go back to the little man who cut the yard. It's going to go to, it's going to keep going around in our system that we got, you know, we got our own system. We got our own people. So why does it have to go nothing to the Asian, to the Mexican, to the, you know, nothing against them because everybody got their own to the white, 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 
to the white, to the white, to the white, to the white, to the white, to the white, to one black person. And who's that, Byron Allen? <laughs> or is it Oprah? Does she really own that? Or is yeah. it Tyler Perry? You know, okay. So you say we got 20 of them out of 20 million? Yeah. So if we, you talking about the, what the answer is, look around and say, okay, what's well, it? You know, we can, we can, we can build it and we can have our own. You know what I'm saying? We we do everything. We we are the masters of everything, from arithmetic to science. Where do you think it comes from? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no if we're allowed the chance to expand our, our, our gift, we could be a whole lot, but we're forced to be something else. We're forced not to be the doctor. See, when you're in a family and you're an Indian family, you hey, you damn near better well be a doctor. Yeah. True. And that's a that's a you know, and that's that that's that's what start off. You come out that room, you're gonna be a doctor, a surgeon, something. Get your mind right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now if you wanna be something else, be a doctor first and you can fall off, fall back. But that's not a bad job to fall back on. Yeah. Same things with agents. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you you're essential. You're always gonna be needed. So my thing is to create this new generation of kids with a skill that's always essential and always needed. Mm-hmm. You're always, if they say you can't go to work, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Because I am essentially enthused, in, in, infused, and directed into the future of pandemic proof, is what I call being pandemic proof. Right. How can I work from computer? How can I work from home? How can I be essential? How can I own something now that you're going to need if we can't leave your house? And the mindset has got to be like that. It's got to be like we can't just, you know, wait to be a rapper or a football player or wait to be, you know, our bones don't break or something don't happen. We got to be able to have, not be able to dance, shuffle, sweat for a check. Mm. No doubt. No doubt. So, so dog, uh, since you're on that, that line of thinking, you've been ahead of the curve with your foundation, Giving Back the Love Foundation. So, you know, in terms of your view on on supporting the causes you just named through the foundation, you know, how do you how do you do, how do you go about that? Um, I, I go about what supporting causes or what? Well, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the, the things you know, you're very passionate about improving the community. You're very passionate about th- those things you you just talked about that we can do in our control as African Americans. Um, you know, kind of was that the 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 idea behind giving giving the love back? Uh, the, well, you know, the, the first idea of giving back the love, giving back love foundation, which I, you know, it's kind of on hiatus. I'm kind of redoing it because, it, you know, my first initial thought was what was needed at the time when I started it, you know, 20 something years ago. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my first gift was, you know, uh, life was to breathe every day. So I made a pact with the Almighty and I said, hey, man, you kept letting me breathe my dream. I will tell the world about you and I will breathe this to everybody else and hopefully they can have their dreams. So I started the foundation to, to first um, focus on the educational, cultural, and emotional needs of kids in the community. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Make sure their mental is right, their culture needs, they know, understand where they're coming from, what they're doing, and make sure they have a foundation based of education so they can rise. Um, and we did a lot of that, you know, back school drives, you know, I've given over like 50,000 kids free school supplies, you know, since it's the college, did a lot of stuff, you know, neighborhood programs, it's, it's all on videotapes. I flew like, you know, like 40 entertainers, you know what I'm saying, into St. Louis so they can meet him and talk to him. We talk about Shaquille O'Neal, Taraji, uh, uh, Henson, Vivica Fox, or Megan Good, Shia LaBeouf, a lot of people who are big stars now, Nick Cannon, Tank, we all just, you know, came into, you know, uh, 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 Uncle Phil, you know, from, you know, Will Smith show, all that, everybody, most 
on. I had everybody, Coolio, everybody coming in and putting their hands on these kids for a weekend. You know what I'm saying? And telling them they have somebody and somebody they connected with, giving them the strength to go, making them youth ambassadors. But that now, you know what I'm saying? You know, we were giving them, you know, supplies from kindergarten to 12 and had people minds right to go to college. Had, you know, I used to have, uh, you know, they, the health, they, they at least knew what their blood was, their blood type was. Like, a lot of black people don't even know what their blood type was. Yeah. So I would have health screenings, I would have colleges set for you or whatever you're going to do to set your mind to go to a higher place. Um, but what I've learned is uh, go to my community, get my people, take over those buildings, rebuild, you know, some of those things that are in St. Louis that are dilapidated. Like in Detroit, some schools are done. I'm saying, so why can't we just redo them? So I plan to get on my man Cedric and Entertainer, you know, uh, you know, who's, who's a capital, but also um, this idea uh, came from with me helping Steve Harvey get his gifting school up in DC. So the members of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated are very much into community building. They have a whole lot of, you know, um, dream and vision centers that they, you know, that they are creating. And, you know, they're gonna get behind me to create my community in St. Louis where I can get back and where I can change the kids' mental. You know what I mean? Cause some of the stuff you learn and you don't need to learn. I'm saying, I'm not, I haven't used none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Wasted my brain. So now how can I get these kids to be like, almost like job court kids. You know what I'm saying? When job kids come out of job court, when I go speak to graduation, they ready to go work right now. Yeah. They have a skill right now. They don't really need to go to college. They have an essential skill for life. They're an engineer, they're nursing, they're a chef, they're they learn so many different things that you can take under and you're ready to go to work right now with your hands at 18. And I think that's how the mentality needs to be kind of focused on where, um, you know what I'm saying? You don't need to go learn how to be smarter in college and get in debt to work in somebody else's company. Right. And you're really not validated until you're 30 to say that I'm official dope, you know what I'm saying? But you've been ready since 18. But right. you're waiting for somebody to validate you while you make their company greater, you know what I'm saying? To, you know, so you can keep working overtime and money to pay your college stuff. But it just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're 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 on an endless wheel of, you know, of just miracles that got to happen if you don't, you know, meet the right people. And, that, and it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, you should be able to go out here and open up your own company and work and give people jobs and skills so they can open up their own company and they can learn and open up their own company. And therefore, from therefore, the tree is a tree. Mm -hmm. People have their own business and they're into it for the right reasons. They're not like quitting like the Amazon driver did, you know what I'm saying, on the side. But you know, I got tired of delivering packages. Dude, you got a job, delivering, you got a job. You just want to quit because the hour's too much, it's too hot, you're going to leave the truck at the gas station in 22 because you you know i mean you know it's kind of you know that type of labor you shouldn't have to go through you should be owning that company or owning a packing company learning that business so okay now you work for amazon or ups or whoever it was whatever driving company you should learn enough of that to open up your own because right now they need company they need drivers they want you know what i'm saying yeah. you can do that open up your own sit back in the office and have your own driving companies because you're going to need drivers everywhere. And the way the world is going, the way they're locking it down, yeah, yeah. The uh, delivery stuff is big business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, dog, you know, obviously you, you're dropping real knowledge and, and, and we really appreciate that. Um, you know, since you've talked about careers and jobs, let's transition over to your own career, dog. So, uh, you know, it's crazy, bro. Um, I know I'm going to lose my black card when I say this, but in preparation for this interview, I finally watched Poetic Justice, dog. 
Finally, dog. I'm gonna lose my black card. But I had to show you this, dog. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> dog, what, what was up with that, dog? Was that in the script or did you you, you did you come up with that? Uh, uh John came up with that, actually. That was a character, you know, uh trait that he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could tell, he thought about himself highly as far as, you know, other people think about, you know, his thing was, I can dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he saw me, um, I, don't, I don't know, he used to always see me doing my hair. I think he came in a room one time or whatever I was, I was already brushing my hair and doing something because I had my little S-curl kits going. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Movie. so you always brush your hair, you always get married. I'm going put that in the movie. I didn't know what he meant, but he put that in a movie where it was like, I was like, so that brush was like Linus's blanket. You yeah, know? yeah. It was like I needed that. That was my nervous habit. That was my thing that I had with me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. as far as security. And so it became, you know, when I, you know, when I got nervous, see me talking to Aisha, brushing my shit, you know, doing it, you know. Yeah. When I, like my thing that I had to have, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. It worked it in. It worked. <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, I don't, I'm not like that in real life. <laughs> well, see, the crazy thing, bro, I keep it real. You know, I used to be a barber in college. Dog, the fade wasn't all that tight, dog. The fade wasn't all that tight for all that brushing, bro. I know, right? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that fade was, they was like, what is he brushing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, brush. I was just, but like I said, it was a nervous habit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah like, yeah. he was doing it, like, you know, instead of scratching or biting your nails. Yeah, you know? yeah. He only kind of did, if you looked at it, he only kind of did it with because he used to stutter. Okay. You know, the, he got nervous. He did, I, 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 so that was kind of thing to help him calm him. They didn't play up that enough in the movie. Some of that stuff is left out, but it, it was, he had a little, little, little stuttering problem every, every now and then. You know what I'm saying? So he calm it. That would calm him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and he hid that behind his dressing. You know what I mean? So it was like, True. so, but you know, it's, but you're not, and I, you know, for, I knew some people that stutter. They had a little thing like that, but I was a barber in college too. So, okay. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of cutting my own fade. Like, I hope it stay like this for twelve. Years. <laughs> so, uh, so, huh? I said that was hard. I'm like, don't get no close up. I'm thinking of myself. <laughs> so, dog. So, was that? Would you consider that like your first big breakout role? Uh, yeah, I would say that was my first big breakout role. Yeah, where you know, one of the part. My first role, I mean, I had was a uh, you know, um, they got me in a new union. You know, I first did it was um, talking to you after dark. Well, I did actually. I did a, um, I did a film with Richard Pryor in Atlanta called The Three Musketeers. You know what I'm okay. saying? And okay. probably never got nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like his last film. Uh, and then I did um, Talking Dirty After Dark. Mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence and all the comedians that was in there, and you know. Woodspoon, yeah. Ronnie Bill, Lake Great Woodspoon, both of them got them cracked. And then it was uh, 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 um, Strictly Business. Yeah, yeah. Yo, my lady so, just talked about yeah. that, actually. Yeah. So Strictly Business, you did that. And then and then it was uh, Poetic Justice. So, yeah. you know, so, so Poetic Justice was like, you like, you know, because Strictly Business had big time actors, had Sam Jackson, mm -hmm. and Tommy Davidson, Holly Berry, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was doing nice, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, but 
Poetic Justice was like, yeah, it was like a new kind of thing. You know, you got a comedian, you got a rock star, you got a rapper, and you got a, an actress, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm a good gumbo, you know, you yeah, put that yeah. together. And everybody, and they had been acting since they was like 12, 13. I had really been acting in my mind, but I kind of needed to do it. I kind of, you know, I was always on stage being a comedian, you know, wanting to be here anyway. So, right, right. Kind of fast learner. So, so now when, when you were gonna, when you got the role and you knew you were gonna be with Janet Jackson in, in the in, in the film, did you go back to the bros and talk stuff like, yo, I'm about to be in this project with Janet Jackson? Uh, well, you know, nobody believed me. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And I was saying, I, I was sending them Polaroids back when I was on, because uh, I, I, when I first got here, I was doing extra work. So I was in Harlem Nights yeah. with Eddie Murphy and Pryor, Red Fox, all the greats. So I used to sit on the set and learn, you know, kind of learn how to act and move and yeah. do that stuff. So I was snapshots and stuff back like, oh, so he really doing it. Yeah. But I wasn't really, I was an extra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in the way of really like the lines. Yeah. Uh, but when it actually got to the set, it was like, yo, because Janet was, she wasn't official yet. It was a lot of people trying to audition for that. Jan, John wanted Jan. He wanted, actually, he wanted Ice Cube, Regina, me, and uh, and, he, and he wanted Janet. But you know, they you didn't see Janet. Like a lot of people was trying to audition for that role, uh, but Regina was a lot. Ice Cube blew head blew up after uh, Boys in the Hood, and he wanted to call John back. And he wanted to play my role. And he wanted to change it up, and John was like, no. So, luckily, Pot was boom on it because and i think that was a better choice because you know Pac is a better actor yeah and um you know he just dove into it man and, and it you know was it was a nice you know blend of energy to that to that because yeah. everybody same level even big as janet was janet was not superstar she was so humble so professional so cool just the positive energy that we needed the whole film mm-hmm yeah, that's what's up. So it, it just came to mind, like, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Pop, rest in peace, but, you know, all of y'all, like, just been eating and going hard and, and been hungry, you know, ever since, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, that that's that's impressive, bro. So it's like, did, did you feel that energy on a set? Like, these were all, like, professional, hungry, hungry actors and entertainers. Did you feel that? I mean, you don't really know it when you're going through it. You know what I'm saying? Because the energy was different. I mean, because you had my Angelo, you know what I'm saying? You had so many, yeah. yeah, like coming in, you know what I'm saying? And then, and, but you were in all Janet every day. And Tupac didn't really have a name. Tupac turned 21 during the movie. Okay. So, you, so he didn't really have, you know, all he had was, you know, he didn't really have no, no history, history. And yeah. Gina had seven stuff. So, you know, but nobody was mega star like Janet. So yeah. it was yeah. coming to the set and if she's working, because we spent a lot of time together, but, um, I mean, it was just, you know, that was just, man, that, that was just a, an experience, you know, you can't take back. Because we shot for like 12 weeks and we rehearsed for like, you know, two, three weeks before that. So we was together for, for a while, man, for like at least four months, you know what I'm saying? So, and then after that, you know what I'm saying, we, we were friends. We went to each other's concerts. Um, you know, Janet was cool. She used to let us come out to her house in Malibu with jet skis. She fixed us all this stuff. And she's the one that got me like really uh, putting a gym in my house and working out like, like that. For real? Um, during the day, yeah, because I was like, we was kicking in one time at our house and before Tupac and went crazy and cussed her out. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, you know, she was like, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? She had a new cook named Renee. He used to be like, what's on your mind, Joe? I used to say, yeah, you got some turtle cracker knuckles, pickles, and snail eyes. He's like, yes, we do. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I just make some crazy stuff up. But, uh, 
But uh, we was kicking it for a minute, and then she disappeared for like, I'm like, where'd she go? She's like, I'll be back. We was kicking it for like an hour, and then she disappeared for like 30 minutes. I went to use the bathroom. I was like, where's she standing at? And it was like, uh, oh, she's up there working out. And I was like, oh, she's just gonna go work out? Where's she working out at? And I thought, you know, I had passed like, you know, I saw a little gym, but I ain't, man, it was, she had like a full gym in her house, man, out of Malibu. She was in a training, working her out. There wasn't no fake abs that she was, they say she had her abs. Now she was in getting it, in between kicking it with us. She was still doing her regimen. It was like, okay, when we came at noon and we was kicking in lunch and had all that stuff, three o'clock, she was working out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then she came back, kicked it with us. We still over there late, watched videos and old, old tapes, of, a lot of stuff, man. It's the first time I've seen a tape with Sammy Davis Jr. and um, IHT. <laughs> On the same tape, they was on the show together. And I used to was happy. Nah, he wasn't tapping. I'm just joking. <laughs> but it was so vintage. I was like, how do you put that together? Ice T and Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, she yeah. had a tape show together, and before he was rappers, was rappers. He was like, yeah. That's, that's crazy. So, I, I, you know, since you, you did bring up Pac and, and his wild ways, dog, I, I can't leave that just out there without asking a follow-up question. So, you know, what did you see that was like the wildest thing? You were like, whoa. I mean, it's a lot of them. <laughs> so, during the movie or just his life? You no, know, no, no. <laughs> during the movie, dog, during the movie. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I mean, you you got the crazy stories and you got the good stories because the further we got away from, and, it, and it's funny because it's just poetic justice to the movie, the further we got away from the city, the more beautiful our characters became. So mm -hmm. at one point, and, and we moved, we were in St. Louis Abyssal and um, I was flying out doing shows and bringing my VHS tape back and showing him, you know, hey, this is what I did this weekend. And we were oh, looking at lab. We, comparing pistols but where we were staying were peacocks it was like in a you know we're like one of those small little towns st louis visco with a glow glass it's like one town one bar one post <laughs> you go there, i was killing them i was getting oh you know killing we, we used to go down there and kill them in the pool type of yeah. drunk shots and stuff nice little but we would go back there and, uh, and you could walk there um you know we had some we had rental cars and stuff like that but it was peacocks like right around where we were. We had like these little apartments, man. And uh, that was the most calming thing, man. It was like these peacocks would come out like 20 and 30 of them. And spread the tail and we'd be out there, you know, one day, you know, bringing out our pistols next thing you know, we petting peacocks. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I wish I could have got a picture of Tupac petting the peacock. <laughs> I may have it somewhere. But, uh, I gotta find it because I took a lot of pictures and I filmed a lot of stuff. But um, I mean, some of the crazy, I said, I would say the craziest stuff was uh, when I'm, and I tell this story, when he, you know, he's about to beat, beat up a gangbanger in front of my Angelo, you know, doing the scene. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was like to the point where, uh, you know, the guy was messing with him. And Tupac, like I said, Tupac turned 21 during the, the movie. Mm -hmm. So it was, Big park scene, and you know, a lot of people out there. And I guess some gang banging dude was calling him four pack and six pack and eight pack. And he's like, My name is Tupac. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's Tupac. So, anyway, we about to take off on him, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
and, you know, it was, you know, right in front of him. You know what I'm saying? He was going off, and I literally had to pick Tupac up because nobody wanted to mess with him. Mm. I literally picked him up, threw him off of my back shoulder, walked him by the stick. You know what I'm saying? It's because Mo Prime, none of them was able to messing with him. And I was like, yo, first of all, you tripping. And that's my Angelo. That's somebody else's mama's in them out here, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you need to chill. And I was just like, he wouldn't go. And I was like, back then, I mean, I was like, dude, I was, I think when I shot Portage Jeffs, I was like maybe 200, 195, 200, benching like 350, 360. Still trying to play for the Raiders. So I was, you know, I was, <laughs> come here, man. What the hell you doing? And I kind of explained to him, like, dude, you, you know how much power you got? Ain't got to argue with that dude. You know what I'm saying? We can call some homies and come get him. Yeah. Oh, you got the power. Because, you know, he can be going off the set. You got the, you, you know, the PAs and make him leave. You know what I'm saying? And he might come back all that way. We can we, we have that too. I said, but you ain't got to move. God, I'm to stop, though. You, just, you ain't got no problem. Man, we, we, that can be handled. You like, oh, think about that. Well, you need to think about that. But, you know, you know, as somebody messing with you right right now, you know, that's how you treat it. You just want to have that yourself. And it was like, you know, after now, sue you, you know what I'm saying? You make money, you know, Janet Jackson's over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This ain't the streets, this ain't no regular picnic. This is a movie set. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's hired here. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with him, fire him. We got a problem, we can make sure he don't get out the park. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the gangbanging stuff is. The gangbangers ain't here. Pagers <laughs> and you didn't have cell phones call somebody right away. Yeah. You wouldn't get that signal wasn't getting out the park. Right. <laughs> the park. Right. So it was like, dude, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know what I'm saying? He, he's yo, we will both stomp him down, but you know, not in front of my eyes, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that one. <laughs> Shoot, shoot, my my show was still our rise, right? Shoot. Yeah, I mean that's that's my that's my asshole, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, grandma. I'm sorry, grandma. You're my grandma, bro. I'm sorry, grandma. Right, right. <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah. Dog. But he, he would always listen to me, man. He was always, yeah, we would we would and all the way up. He would always, you know, he would always I can always calm him down and talk to him. That was one of the good things I liked about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, good Next. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, dog. You know, what I'm saying obviously with this this pandemic pause, a lot of people obviously are home with the stay at home orders. As a matter of fact, you know, they're reinstating a lot of stay at home orders. But, um, you know, as far as some of your projects, bro, that that people can support and 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 watch on different platforms. You know, what are some things that that people can you know go out and check out that um they they probably um don't automatically think of of you being involved in. Um, well, a lot of stuff I'm producing, man. I've been producing too at the same time. Um, I've been dealing with this, you know, and like we, like I said again, it's, it, instead of just talking about it, do it. So find your black business person and deal with them. Mm -hmm. what, what you need is be a plumber. It could be whatever else. Support your black businesses. Um, this is a, a a platform called BLK Prime. Um, black man owns it. He's been it's been up for like two years now, two and some change. I started messing, I've been doing him like 20 plus years. He's one of us, we did a lot of projects together. Um, but now he got his own like little mini Netflix. Um, and it's basically, you know, cut straight to the chase for, for you know, people that create stuff, you don't have to go through, you know, uh, you know, wait for your stuff to go on Netflix, you know, two years later and get a little check or something like that. You can, you know, 
have a, a relationship where you straight to the consumer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We break platform. I produce stuff. I put on this platform. So I've been producing comedy shows, movies, um, either helping people, you know, if I'm not in them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then I'm, you know, helping people get in them. People that films that didn't get to the film festival, didn't get to be seen because, you know, the that pandemic lockdown. You know what I'm saying? We can put it up on this black platform. It's good. You can get it on everything. Roll Stick, Roku, Fire Stick, Apple, all that stuff. It's just like Netflix, just like Amazon, just like everything else. And it's quality project projects that's on there. Um, one of the things that you can see on there is a project I did in Detroit called The Pawn Shop. We had it for pay-per-view. We released it like uh, about a month and a half ago. We got some more projects coming with, uh, you know, my frat brother Harry Lennox called Troubled Waters. You know, he he been playing a comedian. It's real nice. See, films you've never seen before. Another one called The Great Gatsby. But what I'm proud of is what I shot a couple of weeks ago was, uh, you know, a comedy, different comedy, uh, late night version of, you know, my style of how comedy should be told. Um, and it's called, you know, Joe Torrey's Comedy Club. And this is 2020. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I have, uh, you know, so many different comedians that are on there voicing their, you know, their opinions. Cedric, uh, the entertainer's on there. He also is the executive producer. My brother Guy Torrey is executive producer on it. Chris Spencer is executive producer. He's on it. That Tiffany Haddish, Corey Holcomb, Squancho, Tori Hart, um, Memphis Will, Buddy Lewis, um, Blue Mail. Um, who else? Um, oh, I got to get some different people. Um, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Jasmine Carter. We got like 14, 15 comedians, you know, and, and it's set up from the stage to the round table. It's a night conversation, talk, peace, man. I mean, we, the energy is crazy. It's called Joe Torrey. This is 2020, what though? And, uh, you know, we've got the first season done. That should be coming up in, you know, hopefully by the you know, end of July before basketball starts back. And then I'm coming back my second season with, you know, Dave Chappelle, DL, Jackie Brown. Saying, you know, uh, uh, Russell Peters, George Lopez, you know, just some of the names, Anthony Anderson, Faison, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people I got coming on the next season, man. So, you know, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, that's what's up, dog. I'm looking forward to that, dog. That's That, that yeah. sounds like it's hot. And you said by the end of July, you think um, it'll be, be rolling out? Yeah, we're editing it right now. So it's like, you know, I mean, tried a couple of weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? COVID-19, you know, style, quarantine, yeah. you know, social distancing crowd. And uh, yeah, man, so it's like, you know, uh, Melanie Camacho's on it. She's hilarious. Warrior Watkins. I mean, funny, funny, funny stuff, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're trying to get it out before, you know, people go all NBA on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, dog. Well, yeah, bro, like I said, man, it's, it's been a blessing to have you on, bro. And, and we definitely all want to support you. Um, you know, like you said, as, as African Americans in general, bro, we, we got to support each other. You know what right. I mean? And um, yeah, so uh, you know, um, you know, like I'm gonna put the information about the the streaming platform you talked about, uh, so people can find a lot of the content you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's up there now, man. Uh, BLK Prime, the pay per view is coming out now. If you go there now, if you put in uh, Tory all caps and a promo code T O R R Y, get a free 30 days. You know what I'm saying okay. check out uh, check out the platform, and uh, there you have it. That's what's up, dog. That's what's up. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, as Omega Man, we can't uh, go to the clave this year. That that would have been hot. I, I would have been interested. Huh? What'd you say? 
that we're going to be doing this. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But as you know, there's nothing like the fellowship of the bros in person, though, you know. But, um, you know, as, as bros, we got to adapt. You know, you know, we do difficult, you know, immediately. So, you know, we definitely will we'll, we'll make our best to, to still fellowship as well as get business done. So that, again, like you said, we can support the community, um, you know, with, with our fraternity and everything we have behind us. So, um, so, so yeah, dog, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, just in, in wrapping up, bro, like I said, it's been a blessing to have you on, team. And, um, you know, definitely want to continue to, to build with you because, you know, the stuff we have going on uh, here at Aristocrat TV and, and all the kind of wonderful things. So, um, you know, I look forward to, to us both, you know, advancing, bro, and, and making the most of our lives and lifting as we climb. So, uh, uh, all right, dog. So, you be safe out there, bro. <laughs> You too, man. Appreciate you, man. You do, do. I see that the green screen in the back. <laughs> you gonna be on top of a mountain? <laughs> I gotta buy this side too. So it's like you know, like a bunker, green screen, my BOK Prime sign in the back, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I figure, you know, hey, this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog, Rue. All right, okay, Rue. <laughs>